G'day guys. In today's episode, we'll be talking all things metal studs, the sexual harassment saga at the Richmond Footy Club, and the scary form of the Richmond Footy Club. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Round 10, done and dusted. It was uh, every game of the round on a weeknight during the week. So the round started on Monday and ended on the Friday, which is uh, bizarre, but, you know, it's 2020. Stranger things have happened and um, it's just another strange, uh, strange thing in, in this season's, in this AFL season. Um, yeah, there's some interesting games. What do you think? Think the Tigers, are, Tigers were the, the pick of the bunch from the week? What do you reckon? Well, for starters, I, I reckon I can get used to seeing uh, games during the week. I quite enjoyed it. It was good to watch, something to keep me busy during the week. But, yeah, in regards to the Tigers, lids off. We're, lids we're, off. We've got the, fl- we've got the flag. Yeah. House. Just give it to us now. Very impressive. Um, you're just looking. It's just the, the form is just ominous and it's very similar to last season, isn't it, where you're just making that run at the right time. And, geez, and you've still got players out too. It's, 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 it's scary. Yeah, well, like I said, we're still missing about five – Premiership players, so oh yeah, I, I am very excited for what's to come. Just hopefully we can keep the form up. That's it. Um, big talking point though from the week's games uh, was the the metal stud saga um, that came from the Collingwood Sydney game and left Isaac Quainall with a, a horrific gash on his leg. That was honestly disgusting. It was it's one of those ones you've almost got to warn people before you show them because it was that. Awful to look oh, at. Just didn't think a, I didn't think a, a stud could cause that much damage. Well, now I now I know why in junior footy the umpires used to make the teams line up and lift the back of their boots up so they could have a quick look. Uh, yeah. I've never understood why, but that's yeah, it makes sense now. That was nasty. Oh, it was crazy. I just couldn't believe that that's that it's caused that much damage. It's it's it was a deep. That was a real deep deep gash, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's just split straight down the middle, and the skin's just gone. No, nah, see, and yeah. separated. It was. Yeah, right. it wasn't good to look at. I think the AFL has come out though and said, "Yeah, you can't be wearing metal studs from now on." But who knows how many other players have been wearing them? Well, that's the thing. This is the first time something's come of it. But I mean, it's. But obviously, it's always been a rule that metal studs aren't. A, that's why I'm surprised they haven't find. Um, the Sydney, they haven't find them. They just gave them a warning. I thought, well, you've breached a rule, and someone's bit paid the price for it. Why would there be no punishment? Yeah, exactly right. I know. So, but <clears throat> it's uh, yeah. Well, if if you if it's causing injuries like that, then they need to get well. They definitely need to ban them, which I have done. So you can't be yeah. um, you can't be having players copying injuries like that. Um, no. But something that probably uh, overshadows that saga was the bizarre sexual harassment saga that's come out over the last forty eight hours. In particular, the one. Um, uh, with your mob, the the Tigers, um, give us your thoughts on on that. And is it is it is it? Please tell me it's just not just me that that's thinking this is a massive overreaction. No, I mean in my eyes, definitely an overreaction. I think anyone that thinks that there's more to this than what there is, obviously never played football or was hung out with a group of guys before, because that's just something. You know, it's just something blokes do. It's not, and and to say that, um, and a lot of people said, oh no, but Chol was targeted. I think 
uh, Hugh Rivington, uh, the reporter that kept going on about it, said, um, is, does every Richmond Premiership player cop this or is it just the black one? Well, if you looked at the footage, Jack Rewalt went and slapped Jaden Short on the balls and no one said a word because it doesn't, as you said earlier, it doesn't suit the narrative. Mm. So I think it's definitely blown out of proportion. If the individual is uncomfortable with it, then I guess different story. But, you know, Chol came out and said that, you know, he's got no issue with it and there's a vision of him smiling and laughing. Yeah, okay, you can always fight the argument that, oh, maybe, you know, he doesn't want to ruin the team's culture or the team's, you know, view and that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I think we're at the day and age now where you can say, don't do that, you know, and everyone's going to, you know, no, no one's going to hold anything against you for it. But I think, yeah, it was definitely looked into more than what it was. And it doesn't help that uh, now Dan Butler from St Kilda got seen doing it as well. So it looks like it's a culture at Richmond now. Yeah, but it's... As you said, if if Chol had an issue with it, fair enough. Like that, that's when we can talk about you know stopping it. But it's just it just looked like a bit of fun. And he, you know, as I said, he came out and said you know he doesn't have a problem with it at all. And um, and especially with the Butler one as well. You know, he, he what he groped he groped his ass. You know that happens that happens every every game every week at training yeah. and match days. You know, um, it's not it's just it's just the thing that sort of happens within footy clubs. You know, you, you, you're tapping it. Like, if we're going to, it's just becoming way too precious now. And like, everything, everything offends people. Um, it's oh, it's nice. becoming a, it's becoming a joke. Um, and yeah, I think the only reason why it should be a problem is if the the player that's you know that's copying it has a problem with it. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a joke for mine. Yeah, look, it's probably, and it's, look, I agree, it's probably not a good look, you know, especially on live TV. There's little kids watching. You probably didn't need to do it. You, you know, during the song, you're being, you know, filmed and you're on TV while it's happening. Maybe don't do it then. But yeah, it's obviously, like I said, not a good look. But I think the fact that they've tried to make it a racial thing and they've, tar- you know, said, oh, yeah. it's targeted Chol because it's happened twice. But then they don't look at the same footage where it's happened to another player that's white and no one says anything about that. I think you're picking and choosing what suits your narrative and that, and you're trying to make a story out of nothing in my eyes anyway. Correct. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. You've hit the nail on the head with that one, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on from that and we'll get into the games from the round. Um, so we're back on one on Monday night. We had Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval and Port uh, look like they're back to their best with a, a pretty convincing win in the end after a pretty dominant first half from the dogs. But yeah, Port looked very good. What do you, what do you reckon? They uh, are they still up there in, in you know pick for the for the flag? Well, they're looking very scary. They're definitely looking very scary. I mean, you know, they're sitting at the top of the ladder for a reason. So they should definitely be in contention when we're talking about who's going to win the flag. Um, yeah. You know, the Bulldogs. We've they've been inconsistent this year, but they're not easy to, to belt like they did. And Port just sort of, you know, really had their way with them in that second half of the game. So yeah, definitely a scary side. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Bulldogs. Definitely in the first half with a better side. They just couldn't convert. They just they had that I mean they smashed Port Adelaide in inside fifties, but they just couldn't convert. And um, you know, as, as good teams do, they'll they'll make you pay. And that's exactly what Port Adelaide did. Um, and they were led by uh, Tom Rockcliffe, who, you know, he was he was dropped for a couple of weeks there, but he's um he's found his form again and he he, he absolutely dominated that game. And um, that brings us into the votes for the game. So we gave Tom Rockcliffe three votes. Uh, two votes to Peter Laddams, um, who's yeah been a very good ruckman for him this season, and one vote to Zach Butters. The game on the Tuesday night is between Richmond and Brisbane from Metricon Stadium, and as we said before, the lid is off at Tigerland. 
the, the lid is officially off for me. The lid is officially off. But um, no, nah, same. And this is similar to the um, the game we just spoke about. Brisbane definitely had their chances um, to convert, but they just couldn't kick straight. They kicked, I think, 17, four goals, 17 points or something like that for the game. And, you know, you turn even less than half, you know, seven of those points into goals and all of a sudden it's a tight game. So I think the, the the scoreboard probably flooded Richmond a bit considering the amount of inside 50s and chances that goal Brisbane actually did have. But in saying that, Richmond converted when it counted and we did play a really good brand of footy, especially with our young blokes. So I thought, as I said, lead is off. Tigers are looking scary again with the gameplay and the style that they use. But yeah, I wouldn't be writing Brisbane off because of that result. No, absolutely not. No, definitely don't write Brisbane off. Um, yeah, as you said, they kicked yeah, they kicked a lot of points. So they had their chances. But in saying that, Richmond were just, um, they were just smooth and they just moved the ball so well. And their pressure game's just elite. And uh, it, it's good to see. It's just, yeah, Richmond are just, the form that they've shown over the last couple of, or two, three seasons has just continued on. And, you know, just when you think, you know, the the rain might be over, they just, um, they come back and put in performances like that. So they're looking very scary. Um, but the votes for that game, so we gave one vote to Shy Bolton, two votes to Dusty Martin, who's finding some serious form now, and three votes to Liam Baker. All right, the game on the Wednesday was between Geelong and North Melbourne at the Gabba. The Cats are looking much better this ta- uh, this season. They're looking a lot more consistent than previous seasons. They seem to be winning the games that they're meant to, and you know, and then really challenging the teams that um, you know just above them. So, um, been saying that North were pretty pretty gallant. They got pretty close, but the Cats were yeah just too strong in the end. What were your what were your thoughts on the Cats? Yeah, I agree with exactly what you just said. The Cats are definitely looking like a lot more consistent side than usual. Um, but, yeah, they're just looking pretty classy at the moment, the way they move the ball. Um, they know where each other are at all the time. Like, it's just really good football to watch them play. And like you said, North were gallant and they played a good game and Geelong really held their ground and, you know, didn't let um, you know didn't take North for granted and just played their game of football and like, got the job done at the end. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, yeah, whenever like North, North were challenging them and then, you know, Geelong just had an answer for, for everything, which was um, which is a sign of a really good team. And they'll be up there when come season's end again. Um Mitch Duncan's having a great season as well for the Cats. I know he made our mid-year All-Australian team and um, and rightly so. He's um, he's probably been Geelong's best player this season, um, which takes us into our votes. So we go one vote to Grind Myers, two votes to Mitch Duncan and three votes to Sam Manigola. The other game on the Wednesday was between Adelaide and Melbourne, Adelaide Oval. Now this game, well, it threatened, it threatened to be an Adelaide win until uh, the last quarter where Melbourne piled on seven goals. Um, but I don't know. What, do you think that's uh, – for me, you know, if I was a Melbourne supporter, I still wouldn't be overly happy with that. No. And as a Melbourne supporter, you wouldn't be because Adelaide, obviously, Adelaide this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd be happy with the seven-goal final quarter to really put the nail in the coffin, but – you'd want a more consistent performance for the whole game. And like you said, the Crows were threatening to get their first win. And um, yeah, which is scary as a Melbourne supporter because you don't want teams like that getting near you. And it just goes to show that maybe Melbourne aren't where they're supposed to be at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, like Adelaide, they had their chances. You know, they, they were just so wasteful. They, they played, they played like a bottom side. They were just so wasteful. And um, you know, if it was a, a better side on the day, Melbourne probably don't win that game. But, yeah, then they had that seven-goal final quarter, which they actually looked very good in that last quarter, Melbourne. So, um, But 
still not not convincing enough for mine. Um, votes for that game, we go one vote to Matt Crouch, two votes to Christian Petrarca, and three votes to Clayton Oliver, who definitely played his best game for the season. Thursday night games, we had Collingwood and Sydney at the Gabba, and Collingwood's still not still not convincing at all. Nah, it, it was a sloppy game to watch. Mind you, they did have a couple of injuries, you know, from Trelaw and, as we said before, Isaac Quainer. Um, I know Maynard went off for a little bit with an injury scare, came back on, though. But, um, yeah, they're not – I don't know. You go back, you know, four or five weeks ago and they were up there with premiership favourites and now no one knows what to think of the Pies at the moment. I know they're depleted, but, yeah, they're not very – I don't know, they just look lost. How, how do you feel about the Pies? Yeah, well, people have come out – yeah, you know, after this game, and said they're, they're they're no threat this season. Just with the injuries that they've gotten, um, the form that they're in, it's yeah, it's not looking great for them. A lot of their senior players are out, like Penderbury's still a while off. Trelaw just keeps doing his hamstring, you know, every few weeks, and um, you now with the off-field stuff that's been happening as well, it just doesn't feel like this it, this is their year for Collingwood. You know, they might they might struggle to make the eight. Um, yeah, for me, they haven't like their last month hasn't been too good and. In a short season, you know, it's already round 10, round 11 next week. There's only six games left and, yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I think they're out of it. I think, if anything, at best, I'll sneak into the finals. But, um, I don't know, it's, it's Collingwood, though. We could easily be proven wrong. But, yeah, what, what do you reckon? You reckon they're, they're just going to sneak in? Yeah, I think they will sneak in. I think um, they'll put it together in the last few weeks. I reckon they'll they'll sneak in, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see them being a threat for the flag or any anytime soon. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no threat for the flag. But they'll play. I think they'll play finals. Yeah, but before we do move on from that game, how was the the staging from Tom Papley? Soft. <laughs> I, I, that's pretty much it. Soft. Yeah. It's not what our game is about, and it's honestly a bad look, and it. And the worst part about this is it proves Alistair Clarkson right, which I hate saying. Exactly. Clarko said it last week. Everyone laughed at him. And then look what happened the week after. So, yeah, yeah, poor, poor from Tom Papley, who is such a good player. He doesn't need to be doing that. Exactly right. He's had such a good season. Um, and that, yeah, that, that sours it a little bit, which, which wasn't great. And I'm glad he did get fined for it because that, yeah, it deserves something. Um, votes for that game. We go one vote to Jake Lloyd. Two votes to Josh Dacos and three votes to Taylor Adams. How was Dacos's goal, by the way, before oh, we move on? Amazing goal. Amazing <laughs> he's goal. He's starting to look like his old man, isn't he? Yeah. And just, just in the moment as well. I think, yeah, Colin, we're only a couple of points up and then for him to kick that, that the end to sort Check of... Check side from the boundary it. line. Yeah. Oof. Fantastic. <laughs> um, the other game on the Thursday was between Gold Coast and St Kilda. This was a ripping, ripping game. Um yeah, the ex-Tiger Tam Butler just at it again, isn't he? Oh, he's making us look stupid for getting rid of him. But <laughs> i tell you what, this was definitely, you know, everyone was sitting on the edge of their seat for this game. It was, in my eyes, game of the round. But it was just excitement all over the ground, um, especially, you know, came down to the last couple of minutes of the game. As you said, Butler dominated. You had Rankin taking speckies, kicking clutch goals. It was had everything you wanted in the game of football. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and, again, Gold Coast lose no fan from that. Um, they had their yeah they had their chances to win as well and um, I think we know now that Gold Coast are definitely yeah a much more you know rounded side they're, they're competitive now and um, they're no longer a basket case which is good to see um, but that win puts that win puts St Kilda second which is incredible I think I know people have been you know been uh, skeptical in the Saints but surely by now 
people are believing in the Saints. They have to. I just, I feel like, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I 100% think they should be, but in a season where fans can't <laughs> go can to happen. the game, in a season where fans can't go to the game, St Kilda fans, St Kilda's only won one flag. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if they were at this season and none of their fans can go? That would be, that would be heartbreaking. You'd rather not win it. Yeah. I feel. Especially, feel, if, if, especially yeah. St Kilda. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, for me, I mean, not trying to brag, but for me, seeing two flags in the last three years, if we win it this year and I wasn't there, it'd be disappointing, but I'd be like, oh, well. Like, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you'd be happy with the win. But, yeah, as a Saints supporter especially, you'd be filthy if the Saints won oh, it this year. God. I mean, that wouldn't be complaining, but, geez, that would be tough to take. Um, yeah, and you, you just don't know how long your premiership window is open for either. So you might win it this year and next year not make the eight. So you really correct. don't know. Yep. I oh, know. That would be, jeez, <laughs> I know a few Saints supporters that would be absolutely heartbroken with that. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get in. <laughs> G'day, Richo. I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> right, we'll go to the votes for that game. We'll give one vote to Took Miller, two votes to Jack Steele and three votes to Dan Butler. The final game of the round was on Friday night between Essendon and GWS. And, geez, this game was filled with a bit of controversy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Which we love, well, which we love uh, by the way. We do love the controversy. But, yeah, it was, it was another diving scandal. Um, well, yeah, at the end of the game with Callum Ward um, definitely milking the free kick he got awarded at the end of the game. Although people say that won them the game – People forget the Giants were already winning at that point. They only up by a couple of points, but they were still in front at that stage of the game with a minute and a half to go. So, I mean, still milked it. What, I mean, obviously, what do you think? You reckon you'll cop a fine for this? I think so. I, but I think the free kick was there. But the way he carried on with it was was not a great look. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if he did um, cop something. It's just it's just disappointing because Callum Ward is you know one of the toughest players going around. And for him to do that is is not great for just his reputation in general. And I feel like it's a bit unfair to sort of for him to cop that criticism. I mean, like he's he's brought it on himself, but um, it does it doesn't reflect the way Callum Ward usually plays, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but yeah, I think he he will he'll definitely cop something. I reckon. What do you do? You reckon you? I mean, yeah, it's well, not, it's not it, in the same category as Papley, but still, it's still something. No. Yeah, not in the same category as Papley, but if the AFL wants to stop staging, which everybody does, um, they'll have to do something. They'll have to find him something. You know, 500 bucks for a player that earns as much as they do, it's not a lot for them, but it does also, you know, make you think twice before you dive in front of the ball. But um, the biggest question I've got for this is, being problems with Essendon, can they, can they hold a lead? Because they definitely, at halftime, I switched the telly off and got ready for bed. And then I only turned it back on in the last quarter when I saw the Giants were a couple of back. But... What they can't seem to hold a lead. Yeah, they can't. They really can't. It's um, it's a bit concerning for the bombers. I mean, like they, yeah. In saying that, like, yeah, they they would, they absolutely dominated GWS up until half time, but you just knew with the, the talent that GWS have in their side that they were always going to come at them at some stage. Um, but yeah, the bombers are looking. Yeah, they're just looking very shaky, and they're. I don't know what to make of them. To be honest, they're a very hard side to read. I mean, like sometimes they're, they're, you know, they're, they're world beaters and then, then they can just, you know, put in terrible performances. So, um, yeah, I think there's concern. I don't think, I don't think they're going to play any part in this season. Can you, I don't know, can you see them making finals? 
Uh, not not unless the next half, you know, the rest of the games they play this year are like the first half of the season for them, and they, you know, string together some really good footy. But that, like Collingwood, that I reckon they've got they're a chance to squeeze into the eight, but I don't think they'll be very damaging. No, nah, not at all. Um, but yeah, we'll go to the votes for that game. We'll go one vote to Zach Merritt, two votes to Stephen Canelio, and three votes to Tim Taranto. And that is all the games from round ten done. Um, but yeah, as we're doing at the moment, we're we're condensing um, the preview, uh, the review, and the previews into one. So we'll get straight into round eleven, which st- starts straight away. Um, it's got uh, two big games on the Saturday. So the first one is Port Adelaide and Richmond at Adelaide Oval, which is going to be an absolute beauty. Um, and I'll, I'll let you preview that one. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, it's a primetime game, but not in a primetime spot, the 4.35. But um, no, like you said, it is a big game and it's a big test for both clubs. So Port Adelaide, you know, although they're top of the ladder, like we said before, they're definitely a very dangerous team. Um, to, to knock off a Richmond in the form that they're in will definitely, you know, solidify their spot at the top, not just position-wise, but in terms of, you know, how good they actually are as a club. Um, and same thing for Richmond. Richmond are, made, are marching their way back towards finals now and the knockoff Port Adelaide would be huge for the Tigers too. So, um, and both sides have got a lot of young talent. I know Port are known for their younger players that are sort of dominating at the moment and Richmond are, you know, had a lot of young players in covering for the, the outs that we have and both are doing great. So I think it'll be um, just a, a great contest of, like I said, yeah, the just younger guys going at it, but at the highest level. So the only thing that worries me is both Richmond's coming off a four-day break and Port off a five-day break. Could this produce some poor quality from both sides? Um, I don't think so. I think these two sides are, are good enough to still put in good performances. Um, I did notice though Richmond are managing a couple of players. I know Cochin's out um, with management. So I think both teams, like, yeah, yeah they're, they're rejuvenating quite well. And I think, yeah, I think the quality of these two teams two teams um, Kimmy. We'll, make, we'll make this a, uh, <laughs> we'll make this a, a pretty good game. Um, I know Richmond have been a part of a couple of very, very poor defensive games this season, but um, yeah, I can't see this one being a, a fizzer. Um, and I'm going to tip Richmond in a, in a real close one. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I always stick with my Tigers, obviously, but yeah, I'm tipping the Tigers by, yeah, yeah by a small margin. Yeah. Uh, the other game on the Saturday is Brisbane and the Bulldogs at the Gabba. Um, both sides needing to bounce back after disappointing losses last week. And um, in particular, the Bulldogs who need to stay in touch with the top eight and they can't really afford too many losses. But Brisbane at the Gabba is a, a very hard task, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. The Br- Brisbane at their home deck with the crowd as well. It, it all kind of stacks against the Bulldogs at the moment. But like you said, maybe that determination is sort of stay in the top eight and, you know, play finals will get them over the line. But I think Brisbane would have spent a lot of time in front of goals this weekend and they won't be missing too much as they get forward. So yeah. I can't see the Bulldogs beating Brisbane at their home deck, but I think it would be a good game either way. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, if yeah the Bulldogs lose this one, I think that rules out their top four hopes um, and they'll be clinging on to a top eight spot as well. So massive game and you know, Brisbane win that can solidify a, a top two, top four spot. I think they'll definitely play. They'll definitely finish in the top four this season. And um, you know, with the way things are going, their finals are quite. They'll be either in Queensland or Perth, and that'll help Brisbane immensely. So, I think the Lions um, by a couple of goals in this one. Yeah. All uh, right, Sunday, 
We've got West Coast and Carlton at Optus Stadium and um, the Blues need a response after their shocking loss to Hawthorne last week and um, against an Eagles side who are looking, you know, if Richmond are looking scary, West Coast are even scarier um, and it scares me to even talk about this game. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think the Carlton do play better against the the higher sides. Um you know, they've always put in like really strong performances. But the thing is, like, I can see Carlton competing really well against West Coast in this game, but just falling short, um, which mm-hmm. they are known to do and, um, you know, get that honourable loss is what they like to say. But, um, but no, I can't see Carlton winning this game. West Coast are just way too strong, especially at home. And, um, but the Blues definitely, they definitely need to respond after last week's um, horror show after quarter time and, in letting Hawthorne just dominate them like that. Um, I know, can you can you make a case for the Blues here? Look, I was going to say, same as you, I can't see the Blues beating West Coast, not at home, not in the form the Eagles are in. But in saying that, Carlton are the type of team that would pull a win against a side like this, like they did with Geelong earlier in the year, down in Geelong. Um, you know, like like you said, they, they had a bad game against Hawthorne, who were a side they should have beaten, and then it just wouldn't surprise me to see them come out and knock off the Eagles unexpectedly. Um, but I think it's the effort that the Blues put in will be what everyone's looking for. Like you said, they really let themselves down against Hawthorne and they need they need to show like the effort and the endeavour um, and just play the way, like play, you know, proper Blues footy. And it, like you said, I think it'll keep them in the game definitely. But uh, same as you, I'm still going to tip the West Coast for this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, West Coast at their best, Carlton at their best, West Coast still wins. So... Um, yeah, West Coast by, by a couple of goals for mine. Um, the other game on the Sunday is between Melbourne and North Melbourne at, at, at the Adelaide Oval, which uh, is, is weird to say. Um, but it is another big chance for North to, uh, to grab a win um, against the uh, Melbourne side that you know, isn't too convincing just yet. Um, but yeah, yeah, so Melbourne are coming off a, a much-needed win. So that gives them a bit of confidence going into this. But don't rule out North. Can they can they get one? Yeah, I, I, in my eyes, I'm tipping North. I think North Ooh. are, a, yeah, I think North are a better side than the the latter shows. I think they've had some disappointing games, obviously, um, and they've let themselves down a bit. But I think the potential for North to play good football is there, and I know the potential for Melbourne to play terrible football is also there. So I yeah. think if both playing to the favour of that, I think North. I still think North can win this game, and obviously, no advantage of them playing at Adelaide Oval either. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I think North will take this one, but I think it'll be a very, very close game and it could be one of the better games of the round considering they're both sort of equal level at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And I think if North win this, um, mm-hmm. the pressure's going to go right back onto Melbourne if, you know, it probably hasn't... Oh, it's probably been relieved a tiny bit from the weekend, but um, yeah, I think if North can roll Melbourne, then, geez, look out. The media is going to hunt the demons. Um, we'll move on to Monday. We've got St Kilda and Geelong at the Gabba. Um, this this is potentially the game of the round, and it's going to be uh, you know if the Saints can beat Geelong, well, that then then we can really lock them in for a top four spot and uh, a real contender come season's end. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you one hundred percent. If and the, the Saints are just playing such exciting football at the moment, they're 
same as we were saying about Gold Coast earlier in the year. They're just they're good to watch the way they move the ball. Um, you know, they're fast paced. They they've got so many exciting players to watch: Jack Steele, Dan Butler, King. Um, yeah, it's good, and I think they've definitely got the ability to beat Geelong, um, and vice versa. Geelong are another good side, and I've, like you said, game of the round for sure in my eyes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But this is the sort of game where Geelong really do flex their muscles against, uh, you know, I think Geelong play their best footy against another good side. Um, and I think this is a, a big chance for the Cats. In saying that, yeah, St Kilda are playing fantastic footy, um, but they haven't really beaten, I mean, like the last couple of weeks they've beaten Sydney and Gold Coast. So this is going to be a huge test for them. And um, if they can get up, then yeah, 100%, let's lock in the Saints for a, a top four finish this season. But I think the Cats win just. I think it'd be a real close one, but I think Geelong just get up. Yeah, I'm tipping Geelong as well. Just looking at their performance against West Coast a couple of weeks ago, like you said, they play a lot better against good sides. They just did just lose to West Coast, but the way they played, I think, yeah, they played that against the Saints, I'll get the job done. Yep. Uh, the other game on the Monday, we've got Freo and Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. Uh, both sides coming off a bye, so they're both going to be relatively fresh. Um, and they're both coming off great wins as well. Um, but can Freo back it up that is the big question. They beat, you know, they beat Collingwood, which is a great win. And, um, you know, if they can beat Collingwood, then surely they can beat a, a Hawthorne side that, you know, isn't at their best this season. Um, what do you reckon? Can the Dockers win this one? Yeah, definitely. I've said this a lot this year, but it really just depends which Hawthorne decides to come out and play. We've seen, you know, Hawthorne play at their best, you know, when they, well, you know, not to bring it back up, when they beat you guys last week and then, um, you know, they beat Richmond early in the year and had a good start. And then, you know, they've had a lot of disappointing win uh, losses as well. So it depends which Hawthorne comes out. But I think Freo have given themselves a fair bit of confidence now. Um, coming off a bye, they're well-rested. I think Freo can get the job done, and especially at Optus Oval. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to tip Freo just because it's at home. Um, yeah, Hawthorne, yeah, as you said, they are coming off a pretty good win. and um, But I think Freo, you know, they even in their losses this season, they've actually looked look pretty good. So um, in front of their home, home crowd, I think Freo win. And I think they win by, you know, two or three goals. So, um, and then that'll, that'll put them up to four wins for the season, which puts them right in the mix almost. That puts them in that pack, um, which is crazy to think. Um, but yeah, Freo for mine. Uh, Tuesday football, we've got Adelaide and Collingwood at Adelaide Oval. Surely Collingwood can't lose this one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if Collingwood dropped this one, then I, I don't know how to feel about them anymore. Although it is a chance for Adelaide to capitalise on an extremely depleted Collingwood. Yeah. I, I still can't see Collingwood. I feel like even the players Collingwood have in still are good enough to beat Adelaide. I feel like an under-9s team is good enough to beat Adelaide at the moment. So... <laughs> It's hard to see Collingwood losing, although Adelaide Oval, Adelaide have got their fans. They've played some decent quality football there in the last few weeks. They've lost most of their games, but they've played well, all their games. They've sorry. lost but, all of them games. Yeah, <laughs> they've lost all their games. But um, no, but they've played, so they've showed some signs down there, Adelaide, and Collingwood have shown some poor signs. I don't know. I, I'm still tipping Collingwood, but I think it could be closer than a lot of people are predicting. Yeah, definitely tipping Collingwood. Um, but yeah, as you said, Adelaide have actually been pretty competitive at Adelaide Oval. You know, they've been in games. They've had their chances to, to, win, to win them as well. Um, so I think if they can get within touching distance, I think, um, I think they're a chance to potentially sneak a win. But um, I feel like Collingwood, Collingwood just have a, they have a fair bit of depth and I think they can cover the, the lot, especially against an Adelaide team who are 
you know, arguably the worst team we've seen in 50 years. So um, I think Collingwood still win that one. Uh, all right, the last game of the round comes on the Wednesday between Gold Coast and Essendon at Metricon Stadium. And, geez, this is a huge opportunity for the Suns to stay in touch with the eight and, and get a good win here. Yeah, and I think it'll be a really exciting game too because both teams are in a similar position at the moment, um, both looking for a win. And they're both sort of like sitting, sitting in the same sort of spot. Um, I th- oh, I'm just excited to see how Gold Coast respond. They've had a couple of, you know, like you said, honourable losses. We mentioned earlier um, the word honourable losses, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited for this one and I feel like uh, I feel like the Gold Coast will win this game. I just, I don't know. I'm enjoying watching uh, their football at the moment. They're very exciting. I think they can definitely get the win. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, yeah, obviously Essendon have their issues and, you know, they've got some weaknesses that, that, can, that can easily be exposed. Um, and I think Gold Coast are the team to do that. They, they play fast, exciting football and, um, you know, they've got dangerous players like Isaac Rankin who, you know, lit it up last week. And, um, you know, I can't see anyone from Essendon really stopping him this week. So... I think it's a massive opportunity for the Suns and, um, you know, if they can beat Essendon, that, that, that rules out Essendon for this season. And um, I think vice versa as well. I think if Essendon beat Gold Coast, that probably rules out the Suns too. So it's a huge game. Um, so it's going to be a ripper on, on Wednesday night. I'm going to tip Gold Coast because it's at home and um, they've been playing pretty good footy lately too. So I think Gold Coast win in a, in a pretty close game. Yeah, I agree. Gold Coast for me as well. Yeah. All right. That is uh, all games done for round 11. Um, yeah, there's only the sorry. Yeah, there's only one game missing from the round, so there's two teams with a bye. Um, so it's almost a full round of footy. Um, so that ends on the Wednesday, uh, and then I think uh, the next round starts on the Friday. So I think we're getting back into a traditional um, time slot of footy, which is which is good for the traditionalness. But uh, it has been um, it's been a real festival of footy lately, which has been great to see. Great for us, but I think the players will definitely enjoy having the week's break. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, let's get into the debate question for the week. Um, as uh, as most of you would have seen um, via our social media over the last few days, we posted our mid-year All-Australian team. Um, so what we'll put the question to you guys now. Who would you add to our mid-year All-Australian team? So check out our Instagram story for that and um, just drop in the, in the question box who you think um, should be in there, who you think shouldn't be in there, and um, we'll uh, we'll discuss it in an episode we do next week where we, we're going to run through our All-Australian team and, and while we picked players in there in each position. And um, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll chuck your feedback into that episode as well. So, um, yeah, so just check out our Instagram story for that. That'll be there, and um, we'll, uh, we might give you a shout-out if, you, if your feedback's worthy of it. Um, I know there's... So, so no more... Yeah, so no more silly responses of, you know, martial artists from the 80s and, <laughs> and things like that. Well, wouldn't mind some serious responses this week. We do love the other ones. They are funny, give us a laugh, but we wouldn't mind some serious ones so we can have something to seriously debate. Just, yeah, don't write Mason Cox, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that, is, that is a wrap for this, uh, this episode. It's, it's been great. It's, uh, yeah, as I said, this, this season is just throwing up many talking points. There's always something to talk about. There's always some controversial topics, uh, which we love. Um, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on YouTube, 
uh, give us a like, leave some comments. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback that comes through. Um, it helps out, helps us get our our podcast out to um, out to everyone that can see it. So it's uh, anything anything that you leave us is is greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, have a great weekend. We hope your team wins and um, tune in next next week for our mid year All Australian team review.